This is episode 46 of African in American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace family, I hope you all are doing well. I'm doing amazing. Uh, life is good over here. Um, this week, we are going to just do a relationship discussion. Uh, it's been a while since we focused an episode solely on that. Um, and before we get into this week's episode, I just want to briefly go over the importance of black relationships because it seems like there's this um, there's this thing going on where I think a lot of people are kind of stuck in serial dating. I think a lot of people are stuck in those cycles of like, okay, you know, get to know someone, hang out, this whole dating thing. It's so casual, you know, nothing meaningful is really going on. It's kind of like... Oh, uh, you know, we'll just hang out. And the truth is, you can hang out with anyone. You can find a common ground to do something interesting for a short period of time with anyone. Having a, a night of conversation and drinks is something you can do with anybody. It in no way, shape, or form indicates any true connection. It in any it does not in any way, shape, or form build anything solid. It's casual and it's easy. So it seems like so many people have done that for so long that they lack the knowledge of that next step of what it takes to get into a serious relationship and and transitioning from casually dating into something meaningful. I think a lot of people are scared to be vulnerable. I think a lot of people are have been hurt before, so they're scared to put themselves out there again. And so now we've kind of created this generation of serial daters um and and then there's also this thing going on where since people are so frustrated from serial dating and from not getting anywhere in the relationships they attempted to pursue that the next step has been to downplay the importance of relationships and, and to downplay the importance of marriage in our communities. Now, even before I was in a relationship, even during my single days, I still made it extremely clear that marriage is extremely important, okay? That finding a mate is the most important task of your life. That marriage is something that I definitely wanted, brothers and sisters, whether you're a single, married, engaged, whatever, We have to acknowledge and get on one accord that marriage is important, healthy marriages. And it's okay where even if you do not have one, it is still okay to say, yes, marriage is extremely important and extremely valuable. It's how we stay alive. We we talked about this briefly uh, a week or two ago. And, and I said, the way you die is when you die and there is not a piece of you, something bigger than you that you have built to carry on everything you did, to carry on your legacy. So when we downplay the importance of, you know, having marriages and building families, it's technically a form of suicide in my eyes. It's like a spiritual suicide, you know, and, and I, I, I'm to the point now where it's like I will check people that want to downplay the importance of black marriage because technically you're trying to kill us when you downplay that. And and it's no coincidence that the same people that will sit around and say marriage is not everything, having a man's not everything, having a woman's not everything, all these people be having children though. You know, and, and so it's so funny to me how we have separated the need of having a partner with having children. Having children is fine. Okay, we have our kids, but being with the other parent, that's not that important. Okay, you know, everyone seems to think that it's important enough to be fruitful and have children, but you're not putting that same importance on the families. And that's backwards hustling. It's okay to say just because you do not have something does not mean that it's less important. It's okay to say that you don't have it, but you will still acknowledge that it is important. And once again, we're talking about healthy marriages and relationships because all in the same breath, a relationship or marriage that is unhealthy will do more damage than good. 
And I don't want to hear about, oh, if it's because you get married, doesn't mean it works out. Nothing in life is guaranteed. It's about how much work you put into it. There is not anything in this world that you will do where it is a 100% foolproof plan that will not fail. There is a possibility in everything we do for it to fail. But I'm sure that we all know that it's all about you. It's about the work that you put in. A marriage is no different. So please spare me the marriage is not for everybody. Because everybody having kids. So don't tell me marriage not for everybody. But everybody getting pregnant. Okay. If having kids is for you, marriage is for you. All right. Uh, I want to make that very clear. Because somehow we have we have decided that. We'll just have the kids and we'll skip the marriage. And then we wonder why everyone's screwed up. Okay. Now, if you do not feel like marriage is uh, is the, the ultimate goal of us as a people, you can just turn this episode off because everything I say, you're going to roll your eyes and you're not going to get it. Um, because I guess the, I guess what is for us is, like I said, casual relationships, having children, out of wedlock apparently that is what is for us so (laughs) you know if and hey if that's working for you then by all means do you you know because I want to make it very clear that there is a difference between surviving and thriving we can we can we can always make it like I'll see brothers that brothers will say like um, I, I saw a brother, he said on one of my discussion posts, he was like, uh, a man doesn't have a have to have a woman to have purpose in his life and be happy in his life. He'll be straight regardless. And so I said, my brother, when do you want to be more than straight? Of course you'll be straight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're a black man. You're resilient. You'll be straight. Okay, but this episode is for the people that want to be more than just straight, okay? This episode is for the people that want to do more than just get by, okay? This episode is for the people that do not wish to run to retail therapy and the club and alcohol and drugs to drain out their lack of purpose and to drain out their lack of a partner, their lack of feminine or masculine balance, You know, you got to pay attention to patterns. When I look at the people that downplay their relationship importance, every single last one of them is drowning their pain in some kind of way. So you can lie to yourself, but for so long, but on the outside looking in, when I look at them facts and I see you numbing that pain, you don't even believe that. Okay, so a big first a big first step in our healing and building a strong relationship with the opposite sex will be to first accept the importance of it. Until you accept how important this is, I don't, you know, you know, you won't get very far. Um, so I'm going to get kind of personal here. Uh, I'm going to open up because like I said, I made a vow on this show. When I first started it, I said I will be completely transparent, open and honest about everything. And I still am standing true to that today. So I'm going to get a little personal. And I'm going to open up to you guys on how I went from, you know, dating, kind of being guarded, you know, kind of side-eyeing. And and how I got to the point where I decided to let my guard down and be vulnerable and to truly fall in love. Because it is a conscious decision. Um, I don't even like to say fall in love. Um, falling is something you do by accident. <laughs> you know, you trip and fall. Um, being in love is not that. It's not accidental. It's not something that you trip, you know, mistakenly over. It's something that you decide. Um... So basically, so when me and my fiance uh, started dating, he was kind of, you could tell that, like I said, how so many of us are on that like casual thing and not casual sexually, but keeping things kind of light and airy, you know, keeping things fluffy, not really getting condensed, not getting thick, not getting weighed down and really getting yourself in there like is necessary to build a marriage. You know, so, you know, we started dating 
And um, at first it was very casual, you know, just lunch, you know, laughs here and there, hanging out. And um, I had to, due to some training, let me just, see, y'all know I began all off topic. But anyway, um, side note, if you are a sister that is, um, you know, dating intentionally and looking for a husband, I strongly recommend that you keep other married sisters close by um, because they are going to train you because um, you, you become who you're around. So they will kind of train and groom you not only to be a wife, but they will put you up on game on what you need to look for to get a good husband. Okay, because a lot of us don't know. And we're going to talk more about that in another segment about things that you need to look for and questions that you need to ask when dating to make sure that you find a right mate. Um, so yeah, so when me and my fiance started dating, it was very casual, you know, lunch here and there, little cute text, good morning here and there, but it wasn't, it didn't seem like it was, um, like serious enough to me. Um, I had gotten out of a a really bad relationship prior where I was cheated on multiple times, lied to, abused, embarrassed, and I was very hurt. Um, But I decided that this was not a hurt that I was going to feel again and not in a bitter way. Because sometimes we tend to get bitter. You know, we get hurt and then you're like, well, I'm just never going to love again. That's not the solution. I decided that I was hurt and I was not going to get bitter. My hurt made me say, I am going to make better decisions in the man that I choose. Okay, I'm not going to say I'm never getting married. I never want a relationship or I never want to fall in love again. No, I had to be held accountable. And I had to realize I was not picking the right type of guy. Because you hear you hear men say that. Oh, y'all women, y'all go for the wrong guys. And you wonder, what do they mean by that? And it's not until you truly grow up and kind of get your head out your butt and really give yourself that accountability to where you understand what they're saying. Because a man that is a good man of character is going to be that no matter what woman he is with. Okay, you are not going to make him a man of character. He's either that or he's not. So due to my training on how to you know, find a good husband. When me and my now fiance started dating, I went on the date with him because the women in my life, the wives in my life, you know, when I'm kind of going the run through the rundown of who he is and what he does, they're like, okay, he could potentially be a good candidate. Cause I wasn't going to go on our first date. Y'all. I was a mess that day. I was annoyed. I was all over the place. And the sisters in my life was like, girl, if you don't go on that damn day and just see what he has to say. Just see how it goes. Um, so we went on a date and the conversation was great. Like I said, you know, that's easy. You know, I'm not going to say easy because we all have been on dates where the conversation is not great. But I'm just saying when when you get two intelligent, educated people together, it shouldn't be that hard to have a conversation. So the conversation was great, um, you know, and. It, it just, like I said, as time went on, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling the depth. So now I knew. I said, okay, I definitely have a man on my hands that is for sure a candidate to be someone's husband. He doesn't have any children. Okay. He grew up with his mother and his father. Okay. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the receipts. All right. His mother and his father was married. Okay. That's a good sign. His sister, Mary. His brother, Mary. Okay, so I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I, I see where this is going, and and I know that a man like that is very, very difficult to find. Not many sisters could say my man is in his thirties with no children, with his own business. So I'm like, this man is clearly worth putting the effort into. Once again, I we had known of each other before we started dating. Because we do live in the same city. So I kind of already knew that this was a good man. This is not the kind of man that's going to like go upside your head. I knew he wasn't violent. I knew he wasn't going to hurt me. So 
These are the things you have to pay attention to, ladies. Now, once you see, okay, this man has the foundations, because he ain't a husband till you make him one. Okay, so you can't necessarily say, um, you know, what he is and he is not going to be. All you can look at is the potential. Okay, and the potential has to have a foundation. It, it can't be this man selling you a dream about how great he is and what he is. What he's saying means nothing because a man can say anything. You need to look at the facts, the consistencies. Okay, he said he could be a good man. Okay, where's your dad? Okay, so who taught you how to be a good man? You know what I'm saying? You could tell me anything. So when I was looking at my now fiance, I'm like, okay, all right, I see that this is definitely a good potential candidate. Because remember, ladies, when you are the queen and when you are the prize, they are the ones lucky to have you. Don't ever forget that. Okay, too many, I see too many women begging these men to deal with them as though the man is the prize. And while brothers should definitely value themselves, understand the end of the day, we as a woman, we carry the children. Okay, we are the real prize. Okay, he is, we are the ones that is needed. We are the carriers of life. And as soon as you put yourself at that level of importance, now you can think with a clear mind. I don't care about what this man is saying to me. What are the patterns? Okay. So, um, now our first date, uh, and then we, we got to talk about, you know, when people are dating other people, um, I would say when you're dating, if you are, you know, kind of keeping your options open, if you are kind of doing interviews, that person needs to know that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't recommend saying, uh, you know, that you're dating someone exclusively and you are not. Um, I also would say, ladies, if you do date a man, start dating a man, if he, you know, if you know that he may have other women interested in him, um, I wouldn't worry about that because they're not you. You see what I'm saying? And he will naturally, as you are consistent with him and as you prove yourself to him, any one of these raggedy chicks on his phone, he's going to eventually forget about because again, they are not you and you have to be that good of a woman to be able to confidently say that. So it's so funny because like our first date, his phone was like face down, right? And then as each date progressed, the phone started going face up. <laughs> the phone started okay. So I'm like, okay, so whatever chicks he maybe did potentially have, I could see that you know, the interest was becoming less and less in them and the interest was more and more in me. So ladies, you, you observe those consistent differences and patterns. Once you see that consistency, it's time for you to make a choice. And it's time for you to make the choice to give it your all and go all in. So once I consistently saw this man's patterns once he consistently started to prove himself to me, and it's so funny because we literally had this conversation. I first had this conversation in my head, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going in. I'm going all the way in. And if I die, I just die. At least I will die knowing that I tried my best to get that true love. <laughs> so I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall for this man. I said, I'm not going to hold back. I am not going to put my guard up. I was like, this man is sweet and he is good to me and I'm going to let it happen. Because sisters, how many of us, and you had a brother, you know, that's doing right, but you so scared, you, you so afraid to really, you know, give it your all that you hold back. Guess what? Men are not marrying a woman that has not gave him his all. And that's how you end up on cycles of being a girlfriend because men know, they know when you holding something back. Okay, you cannot hide that from it. Men know when you're dealing with other men. Men know when you're traumatized and guarded and you got issues. They know. So until you give all of yourself to a man and he knows this woman is mine, she will do anything for me. She has given herself to me completely. She loves me. He will not put a ring on that finger. He will not. 
Because in his eyes, then you can be open to any other man. He needs to know this woman has given her all to me. So I say, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it was not because I was manipulated into it. Because sisters, that happens. That happens. We get manipulated into giving our all. We got to be smarter than that. That's why I say, sisters, if you in your late 20s, early 30s, and you still getting finessed, I just do not know what to tell you. You clearly have not learned anything. By the time you get in them late 20s, baby girl, do better. But we talked before about women that also have commitment issues, that also have self-worth issues, and will purposely go for guys that they know good and well are not going to commit to them, are not going to be family men. So that way she can play around, you know, for however long she wants to and then move on with her life. But when we're talking about sisters who are serious about getting a partner, getting married, building families, that is what you're going to do. You're going to give it your all. So I made a decision and, you know, fast forward to today and it was the best decision I could have made. It was the best decision I ever made in my life. Okay. And that's why I can't, I can't really like, I can't really take the excuse from sisters when they be like, oh, there's no good brothers out here. Um, because the minute I chose to think positively about black men, and it's so funny because maybe a month or two before me and my fiance went on our first date is when I had posted a video that went viral where I said, um, I see all you brothers taking your kids to school and going to work. And I love you, brothers. And I had began to work on my relationship with my father. Okay? Because what you say out loud doesn't mean anything if you don't really believe it. So you can do your affirmations and say like, oh, I love black men. But do you really believe that inside of yourself? So once I stopped giving attention and energy to ain't shit niggas. And I decided to only acknowledge, see, and praise good men. It was literally weeks after that is when my fiance and me linked up. I had to truly change my mindset and fall in love with the black man as a whole, just in general. Okay, because once again, you're dealing with melanated men. They know. They know. You are not fooling them. So once I got to where I truly fell in love with black men, no resentment, no hate. Once I decided to stop giving attention and acknowledgement to the bad apples, guess what was in my way? Guess what? Guess what was in front of me? Healthy positive brothers okay and I ain't gonna lie I had a few to choose from okay it was you know they was trying to this was prime real estate over here so the brother was trying to get with a sister you know what I'm saying they were trying to get with a sister you know I mean I don't blame them because you know okay but I, I was able to pick and choose and I was able to choose who would be the best choice for me I was able to go with my spirit on okay What's going to be the best man for me to build a family with? Um, so, and, and that's going, that's, that's my perspective as a woman. And with that being said, I would like to introduce only the second guest to ever be on the show. My boo, my love thing, my baby, my lover, my best friend, my big sexual chocolate and whatever else you want to call it. We want to welcome my fiance, Mr. Marcus Todd Fitzpatrick. <laughs> How you doing, babe? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Peace and love, family. Are you excited to be on my show, baby? Definitely. When you uh <laughs> when you first asked me, I was like, Really? You're gonna let me talk? You know? <laughs> But uh, but I think it's important, definitely, to to show that unity um, 
and black women, black men, and just, you know, having us support each other, um, me support your show, you definitely, you know, support everything that I do. I think it's important to show that because it's just not shown enough. That is so true. That is so true. So, babe, this week's episode, we are talking about how people get out of the serial dating rut. So, I was talking earlier about how, you know, I well, this is another point that I wanted to make from earlier is that I is that people waste time. Um, people waste time. You 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 need to know right away is this person looking for commitment to build a family? If they're not, move on cuz otherwise then you're getting emotionally attached to this person. That's a waste of time. Move on. If they are not looking to settle down and build for real, kick them to the curb and find someone who is. Like, do not waste your time. So we're, we're kind of talking this week, babe, about people stuck in this serial dating cycle, dating someone for maybe a few months. Even I've seen people date someone for a few years, break up, get the next person, date them for a while, break up. So we're, I, I was just sharing with the people, with the listeners about my mindset on what got me from us casually dating to me deciding that I wanted to be like your woman and I wanted to, I wanted to be your wife. So if you could kind of give us some insight so the brothers can hear this from another brother because I think that makes a difference. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. Definitely, definitely. And kind of get some insight from you for the brothers on how do they go from dating, especially this day and age, because the women are savages now. They That's what they call themselves. Okay, the single women. They call themselves savages. So how, first of all, let me ask you the first question, which is, can you explain what dating is like? Oh, let me give y'all some background so you know the kind of man you're you're talking to so that you know, you know, from his perspective. So, um, my fiance is 35 years old. He's from Orlando, Florida. Like I say, doesn't have any children. He owns his own business. So, babe, from your perspective at your age, can you just give us a little insight so the brothers can kind of relate on what is dating like for a man that is of age that wants to settle down and, you know, kind of sifting through the women in 2019? Ooh, wow. Uh, <laughs> y'all yeah. see the look on his face, y'all. He looking like, oh, hell. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, it's very scary out here. Um, the reason why, you know, me and you have these conversations all the time, but, uh, you know, I have my, what I describe as probably 90% of the women that I've come in contact with, and you know, I call them ragamuffins, <laughs> but wait, know, babe, tell them what is a ragamuffin? Okay. <laughs> so a ragamuffin is, is basically, you know, an ain't shit person. <laughs> You know, in my case, it would be the, some of the women that I dated. They just, you know, they do raggedy shit, and you know, they waste your time. Okay. And there's a lot of time wasters out there. Okay. My mom used to always tell me there's a lot more takers than it is givers. Mm. So you have to be mm. very careful. Um, as a man, you know, living in this this time trying to, you know, establish something serious with somebody, I think what you first have to do is get out your own way. I think mm. a lot of times us men, we don't understand that we have to intentionally date someone with the the intention of marrying them, with the intention mm. of st- establishing something great. And if you're not, if you don't have that mindset as a man, then, you know, of course you can't expect the person that you're dating, you know, that woman to have that, that mindset. Now, once you get out your own way, then you can start sifting through, you know, okay, this is a ragamuffin, this is a quality woman, you know, uh, and this is how I want to go about weeding out the bad ones. Um, In my experience, you know, I've I've had quite a few ragamuffins, I'm not going to lie. But... 
along the along the journey, I've grown too. And I think it's important as a man for you to find yourself uh, because if you're going to be in a leadership position, mm. which you are, um, mm. you have to understand that your decisions have consequences. Mm. And I think as a single man, you know, your conse- your decisions only affect you. Mm. So, you know, if you late here or you decide not to do this, push it back, you know, and, and uh, decide to procrastinate, you know, uh, on an important decision, at the mm. end of the day, it only affects you. Right. If you can live with it, you're fine. And, you know, uh, just being completely transparent, there was a, a lot of times just because I was living on my own. I had my own business, you know, um, you know, just like my fiance, you know, I'm, I'm tall, you know, I'm handsome, you know, yes, I can, Lord. <laughs> you know, and, and so I had, you know, people to choose from, but there was there was no quality there. And once you get, you know, of age and, and you want something serious, you start, you know, noticing those, those bad qualities very quickly. You know, um, so give us some examples of like, <laughs> like, what, behavior. yeah, like just, just give us, just give us some examples of like, you know, uh, how to spot a raggedy woman. Like, give us an example. Cause I think, cause some brothers, it's like they begin finessed. Like it, it's some brothers where I feel like the women kind of like sell them on what they are, but they're not looking at the signs right. of like, how do you really tell if this woman is raggedy? So like, babe, how, give the brothers some advice on how to spot a raggedy woman so they know not to waste their time on right. them. So, I mean, you know, it, it's going to take you some time and be honest with you, you know, I, I got good spider senses now, but it wasn't always like that. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you, you get the ones that are just blatantly obvious, you know. Uh, now, when you say obvious, like, like what? <laughs> you know, you go in the grocery store, <laughs> you know, they, they just throw anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they ashy, they, they're not kept. <laughs> You know, and and you laughing. What if she was having a rough day? She could have been having a rough day, and that's why it's important How, to, so, to establish So it's more like an intuition. But it's an intuition. Okay. Because the thing is, you know, when when I used to go out and, you know, I, I see women, I, I would try to observe their behavior. Um, and I'm a very analytical person. But, uh, like, if I'm in the grocery store and I see this person... Clearly, they don't they don't care how they they looked. Okay. Now, now you uh, talk about extreme like bonnet yeah, on, bonnet on, a half of a caterpillar lash on. You know, okay. yeah, that kind of thing. Those are obvious ragamuffins. Okay. You know, and those <laughs> just steer clear away from them. <laughs> you know, uh, you can also tell, and this is this is a very serious thing that I'm about to say here, um, how uh, their children. Uh, represented mm. because for me i believe that even if you're having a bad day you know your children shouldn't be looking you know how you looking in public mm. if you're having a bad day the children need to be looked like they're clean you take mm-hmm. care of them those are signs of somebody who has the potential of being a good wife because you have to remember men these women are going to mother your kids Mm -hmm. do you want your kids out here looking like right you know anything or or being represented that way no so you know uh we have to think deeper than the surface which means how fine she is what kind of body she got whether she gonna have sex with you on the first day or not all those things are irrelevant Mm -hmm. and i think that us as brothers have to understand that there's a there's a deeper you know uh there's a deeper thing here at play Mm -hmm. uh if if we don't start stepping up and and holding our own and and making strong black families you know it's going to be not too long for we're completely eradicated right so i think it's very important to um to you know get your radar up Mm -hmm. you know and stay away from Raggedy women, the same right. way that women should stay away from raggedy men. Right. And I, I will say that it's a, it's also important um, to self heal. 
Mm. You you have to turn that mirror on yourself as a man and say, okay, wherever I'm at in life, how did I get here? What decisions did I make to get myself here? And if you're in a negative place, then you need to say, okay, these decisions got me here. Now I have to change that. Um, in my case, I had a few bad relationships and I knew I needed you know, some reconcile with my mother. Not that I had a bad relationship with her, but there was just things that needed to be discussed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, once I did that, uh, my relationship with my mother started flourishing. I started running into better women. Um, and it's funny, funny enough that, like, it wasn't too long after I had a conversation with my mom, I would say maybe about six months or so, once that started happening. And a lot more positive things start happening to me. Because I think it's important for us to understand also that the way that you treat black women in your life is going to come back to you. Woo, Chile, wait, let's pause right there. Woo, Chile. (laughs) That is a fact. Facts, big facts. And and brothers, brothers, I'm, I'm, and, and, and please don't y'all sit here and say, we're the women too. Okay, because it's different and you can you can jump up and down and get mad all you want, but it's different. And the reason why it's different is because men have been put on this earth as the protector of the women. So when you as that protector go against God's order, you got karma coming back on you. Okay, point blank, period. Until what they said on color purple until you do right by me, until you do right by me, everything you touch going to fail. That is the truth, brothers. Some of y'all are getting your karma. Some of y'all running into raggedy women because it's the karma for, and even if you may be a brother that has said, I want to turn my life around. I've done wrong by sisters in the past, but I want to do better now. Guess what? You might still got karma. You may have to eat before you can flourish again. Period. And you cannot for a second think that you can do wrong by any woman, whether she's in your family or not, and think that you're going to get blessed with a queen and a wife. It ain't happening. I'm glad you said that, babe, because I was, I was thinking about that the other day. I said, these brothers think they can do women any kind of way and think that somehow they're going to damage all these women. And then when it comes time for them to find a wife, they're going to find a perfectly undamaged woman. Because right. then what's happening is brothers are circulating their women around. You damage this chick, now she get with this dude and she bring his damage issues to him. And now you damage this woman, and now this other woman, another man damaged on came to you. And it's a cycle. Right. So you're right. Brothers as a whole have to understand the, not saying brothers don't do it. We're just saying to understand the importance of doing right by all the women that you come in contact with. I'm sorry to interrupt you, babe, but, um, okay. So, um, the next question I want to ask you is when and how did you make the decision to upgrade our relationship from dating to us being in a relationship and, when and how did you make the decision to become emotionally vulnerable to me to allow yourself to kind of fall in love and allow us to fall in love with each other? It's funny because, you know, me and you, we talk about this, about what happened all the time. (laughs) And I think I was always open to it, Mm -hmm. but I was like, okay, I don't know if, if that's what she owned are we on the same page? And you remember that night <laughs> when you was like, listen, you know, you know, ice cream and, and, and good morning, Texas is cute and everything. But I'm looking for something serious. I literally said this, listeners. <laughs> and so at that point, I, I literally said, said that. At that point, I said, hey, she's not playing. She's serious. <laughs> So, what are you going to do? Okay. You know, and then that's when I said, you know what? I want to be a husband. I want to be a a father. I want to be someone 
to this woman that brings happiness to her. And, you know, I just, I made that decision that night. I said, okay, well, she's open, I'm open. Let's just make it happen. Okay, so now that's interesting that you say that. Now, let me ask you this. Do you feel like, because just to give you all the backstory, literally, I told him, <laughs> I forgot what he said. He said something to me. And I said, um, I said, I said, listen, uh, <laughs> I'm looking for a man. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not going to see. And that's why it's very important as women, like I said, to be clear about what we want. And I was like, listen, I'm looking for a whole man out here. I am not concerned about playing around because he would do cute things like bring me candy and we'll go eat ice cream. It was cute. And I was like, um, Listen, baby, before we hang out anymore or we go out on any more dates, listen, I'm looking for a man in my life. Now, so I made it very clear what I wanted and what I was open to. So now I'm testing a theory here. So let me ask you this, babe. Do you feel like had I not communicated with you that I, I wanted a relationship, that I was looking for someone to be my man, not you know, hang out and be casual and be my friend. Like, you want to be friends with your man, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I was not looking for a, a homeboy. You know, do you think that if I did not express to you what I wanted, do you think you would have um, kind of solidified me and put claims on me as your woman? I think I definitely would have still attempted it. I just feel like once I knew that you, this is exactly what you wanted because that's what you told me, mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, I don't have to hold back anymore. Now okay. I can go full throttle in establishing a relationship and being open because I feel like there was no need for me to guard myself if you are telling me, hey, I want a relationship. I want to be in love. I want, you know, these things. So now I'm just like, okay, let's go. Um, I think if anything, what it did was it gave me a sense of, well, it really, it just gave me a reality check. It was kind of like, okay, hey, you know, there's no point in wasting time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, it's about getting out of your own way. I think for me, I was putting too much hesitancy toward it. Mm-hmm. Um when I knew you were a good woman, you know, mm-hmm. I tell you all the time, you know, that when I fell in love with you, you know, seeing how you operate, seeing uh, how you carry yourself with class and 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 still be, you know, a sexy, powerful woman, like, I knew then that you were wife material. Mm-hmm. So I think, but once you, you know, said it out loud and and made it clear what you wanted at that point now it was like okay i could take the gloves off okay and and see that that's that's very interesting that you said that because um when i speak with my my feminine ladies um through my feminine consultations i i hear them say things like well i ain't putting myself out there until he puts himself out there and and i ain't I ain't, I ain't telling him I like him or and I'm just like, you know, you do understand that as a feminine woman kind of the way of being a feminine woman works is the emotion that you emit forward is what the the masculine male will emit back to you. So when he sees that you, like I said, that a man needs to see. Because you know what I think it is, babe? I think a lot of men are afraid to look stupid. Right. I think if we really want to put it real simple. Yeah. Because, you know, I will say this. Like, in my, you know, dating and everything, I've done a lot of stuff for people that, you know, end up coming back to bite me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just in dating... You know, especially when, you know, we always joke around, but, you know, four out of five is ragamuffin. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you got your guard up. Everybody does. Right. Men, women, everybody. So, and, and I think that um, as a man, you know, 
you naturally want to you want to lead. You want to take that uh, lead. But I will say this: I think that um, it's important that women understand um, that when you don't say what you want and and make it clear, you're leaving you know it up to chance mm. and then what you will get because men know how to play the game too and you know uh i think sometimes women don't understand that men have been trained to be hunters their whole life so we know how to go get you know we know how to hunt for the woman so i think that what will happen is that you have men out here that will sell dreams they will sell you a dream mm -hmm. and if you allow them to just go you know just go along gonna with whatever it, you they're allow. gonna allow and you they're gonna do it so you know i think you saying that hey this is what i'm looking for this is what i want and this is what i don't want gives mm -hmm. a clear indication to a man hey if you want this woman in your life these are the things that you have to do mm -hmm. because if you don't she ain't going to be there. Mm. And I think when, when you make Let me it, stop you right there, babe. Ahead. Now, if you pay attention to what he said, he said, she made it clear what she wanted. And I knew that if it wasn't that, she wasn't going to stick around. She wasn't going to be here. That's why, sisters, I tell you, do not let these Negroes play with you. And trust me, men can smell it on you. They know who they can play with and they know who they cannot play with. If they see they cannot play with you, because trust me, he know not to play with me. He knew that. So if I told him I'm looking for a man, you know what I'm saying? A relationship, but that ain't what you want. I don't know what to tell you. He knew I meant that. He knew, he knew that he was not going to be able to, oh, yeah, well, I don't want nothing serious, but I'm still going to trick her out of it. He knew it wasn't going to happen. And, and I knew that he knew that. So I knew that once I made it clear what I wanted, one or two things was going to happen. It was either going to make him see that I was serious and this is what I really wanted, or he was going to haul ass. I knew that. And that was a risk I was willing to take because I knew, I, I was pretty confident that you know, why would this man see, you know, that I care about him and why would he not want that? But you, you never know these days. So this is why I say, sisters, mean what you say and say what you mean. Men do not like rejection. Okay. If he could tell, okay, this is not the kind of woman where I could sway her mind. I cannot finesse her. They will not even try. So, sisters, when I see you getting swindled by these brothers, he saw something in you that let him know it was possible. Because as you can see, when a man knows that he cannot play with you, he will not pay attention to what this brother just said. He said she made it clear what she wanted. And I knew that if it, I wasn't going to baby be that, she was not going to stick around. And a lot of you sisters are afraid to say that because you feel like that means he's going to leave. You are too afraid to set your standards and set. Because I didn't go to him and say, I want to live in a seven bedroom mansion. I want a man to buy me a BMW. I want to get my Louis and Gucci every weekend. No, I just simply said, I want a relationship. I want to have a husband. You don't want to hear when you ask her what she wants and she telling you some material things. What does she want when it comes to a foundation? And when that man could see this, this woman mean what she say, he knew at that point it was time to either step up or step out. And when a man really like he like you heard this man say, I want to be a husband. I want to be a father. When that's what they really want, they're going to step up, not step off. So, sister, I, I don't say this stuff just to say it and to sound good. I mean this when I say that. Set your standards. Let them know what you want. And then make sure that you are worthy of the title you seek. I let this man know I, I want to be a wife. I want to get married. I want to have a serious relationship. That would not have worked if I was saying that, but my actions wasn't adding up to it. But when a man, when he sees your actions, your consistency is adding up, he will 
he will come forward because you know men are prideful we talk about that men are prideful a man's worst nightmare is to go all in with a woman you know because men show off things they are proud of okay that's why sisters i tell y'all uh when you're dating a man uh have, have you met his family have you met his friends is he taking you out in the daytime is he taking you out in public if he's not, that's a bad sign. Do not let these Negroes lie to you. Because some of these Negroes will lie to y'all and make it seem like they're motherfucking Barack Obama. And they are so important that they cannot let anyone know who you are for security reasons. Please. <laughs> Please stop letting these Negroes lie to you. Niggas be making it seem like they motherfucking CIA top secret clear. Bitch, if you don't post your damn lady, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Hey, y'all be falling for because I be seeing, I be seeing some sisters say that like, well, some men just don't post you because the life they live, baby girl. What what life he living, please? Ain't nobody studying you, baby girl, honey. You know, sisters, men show off. <laughs> men, uh, they show off things they're proud of. So if you're not being shown off, he ain't proud of you. The number one, I I, I say this, and you could you could quote me on this, and I truly feel that the number one thing holding a lot of men back from wifing y'all up, he is afraid to look dumb. A man's worst nightmare is to publicly love a woman and show her off and whole time you sleep with one of his homeboys oh wait boy that's niggas have nightmares about that in their sleep <laughs> niggas wake up with cold sweats that's like that's why whenever niggas are beefing the first thing they'll say is man i'll fuck your bitch or something like that because niggas know that's the worst thing for a man and, and a lot of you sisters you know, it's you're 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 you still got too many dudes texting your phone. You your baby, you're still fucking your baby daddy. You still got three standby niggas going on, and so a man in his right mind is never ever 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 going to put claims on you and be serious with you because he feels like he cannot confidently say, "This is my woman. No one else is touching her. Can touch her. She is mine. I can trust her." He got to be able to say that. Like, we could go on this deep conversation about why men don't want to wife up women. I truly believe the number one reason is, because once a man, what man would not want to show off a beautiful, loyal woman that's only his? There ain't a man in this world that wouldn't want to show that off. So I think a lot of these brothers, they're too afraid. They're too afraid to show their women off and really settle down and put a claim on a woman because he's scared. Like, I, I feel like I might look stupid. I don't feel, I don't know how long she going to be around. And that's why I, I tell the sisters, you know, and this is, this is information I've got, not just because I'm so damn smart, but like I said, for me surrounding myself with sisters that's been married 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Okay. This is information I've got. Like y'all know I'm a barber and my clients are very upscale clients and, and me Getting knowledge from my clients that have been married 50 years, 60 years. Okay. Sometimes you don't need no book or no degree to get knowledge on something. Sometimes all you need to do is study consistent patterns in the people you know in real life. Because someone could write a book about something, but not really be about what they're writing about. I like to get the information from people that I know and that I see in real life. Where I know their real life is adding up to what they're saying. This is how you get that information. That's why I say sisters, block them. Any Negro that is not making a consistent, conscious attempt at making you his woman, block him. Because the man that is ready to settle down will not settle down with you. Because you still got a nigga that you've been fucking with on and off for three years texting you, good morning, have a good day. So, now, babe, the last question that I want to ask you is, 
Um, so many times I hear brothers and they say things like, oh, I don't want to get into a relationship because you lose everything. You have to, uh, and, and it's kind of all the negative points are brought up like, oh, you know, you can't go nowhere no more. You can't, you, you lose your freedom. Um, you know, when you give a woman, you got to give her like your last name, you got to pay the bills, you got to take care of children. Like there are men who try to discourage relationships because they somehow feel like it makes them miss out on something or makes them lose out on something. So what, like what specifically do you feel like a man gains when he, you know, takes on and commits to a woman and starts a family? Well, number one, I think, uh, a man definitely gains a, a partner in life that helps him through uh, times of of stress and that kind of thing. Because for for men, for the most part, I believe that uh, women definitely help with our our mental stability in the in the home. I think that um, also that men have to also realize that how you take care of yourself is not necessarily an indicator of what kind of man you truly are. Um, until, you know, you have a woman in your life, a family, and that family is, is productive and flourishing. Those are the receipts that, uh, people look at to see what kind of man someone is. So I think that you have to understand that, uh, getting into a a relationship, having a a wife and a family and everything should be looked at as an esteemed responsibility. And some men are ready for that and some are not. But I think that you have to understand that living that life gives you so much more purpose, so much um, more fulfilling of a life and having a partner by your side, you know, to help build this legacy help build these things is something that's irreplaceable yeah it's like you know two heads are better than one um i feel like when you have a partner it's like a relief like i feel like if if people feel like being in a relationship is something draining i feel like they're with the wrong person like they're with a draining individual because when you're really in a healthy relationship that person motivates you that person like pumps you up it's really a balance it's this world is like so cold and when you know that you know despite what's going on you have that one person that you know is going to have your back is going to be there that's just a peace of mind and I feel like if someone does not understand that it's something they have not experienced um because it's not common to be with someone where it's like you really can say that. I think a lot of people are with someone where they kind of like side-eyeing them. Like they don't 100% trust that person. But like when you trust that person and you know for a fact it's solid, like how can there be anything, you know, that you'll feel like you're missing out on? And I think that's how people end up in these cycles, like I said, of serial dating and being in a club all the time because they don't know when enough is enough. Like, have your fun when you're young, like, do your thing or whatever. But at some point, it ha- you have to do something bigger than that. It cannot just be, like, running the streets all the time. So that's why I wanted to have this episode because, you know, I I um I feel like, if we learn how to kind of get straight to the point, we'll waste less time. Because I feel like, you know, we want the first couple dates to just be about having fun. And in reality, you need to make sure you're not wasting your time. Because if from day one, this person, um, and, and for example, I had um, did a post, I don't know if you guys saw, and it was talking about like, you know, some first things a man should ask a woman on a first date and one of them was asking about like breastfeeding and um I some women were in the comments like well what does breastfeeding have to do with what kind of woman that I'm going to be and it's like brothers that's the kind of woman you don't want to waste your time or money on a second date with if she has to say what does breastfeeding have to do with me being you know a good woman you know what I'm saying? Those are red flags. So that's why, brothers, I'm like, let's get specific. Let's bring a brother onto the show, you know, that recently kind of went through that. It's like a rite of passage when a man goes from it just being about him to taking on a family, you know, and having a family that respects him and that he, he takes care of. So it's like, brothers, a lot of us, like we said earlier, you know, we never saw healthy love. 
So we just do not know specifically what to ask for, what to look for. Um, So I hope that this episode helped to um, bring things into perspective. Uh, I think it's a lot different when we're able to learn from real life situations from our own peers. I think it makes things more realistic and more achievable. Um, So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, Baby, thank you so much for being a guest on my show. I really appreciate you. Um, And can you also let the people know, you know, your website and your contact information if they need a caterer in the Florida and Georgia areas? Yeah, you can. You guys can follow me on uh, IG, Chef M Todd. Also, uh, you can email me at chefmtodd at gmail dot com, and you can contact me about any food related uh, events or anything that you, any questions you may have to ask about food stuff. Just hit me up in my email, and I'll make sure to get back with you. All right. Well, thank you, baby. Um, So now we definitely went way over time this week. We will continue this conversation about, you know, questions to ask when dating, uh, things to observe when dating. Because, brothers, y'all got to get put up on game. Okay, Uh, women, you know, we have a we we speak about how women need their fathers to put them up on game and, you know, go to men to get game. But listen, brothers, y'all need women to put y'all up on game. So I'm gonna put y'all up on game. Date me later. Okay. And uh, we'll we'll continue this conversation next week. And in the meantime, I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, peace, love, and black power.